And then we had the November 2018 blue wave, women's wave, rainbow wave. And for the first time, with the Muslim electeds that got into office, Iranian electeds, so many women and so many LGBTQ people for the rainbow wave, literally in that election, I thought, I finally see myself. Maybe this is something that I could do. And so I decided to run for office. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for listeners just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, we have an awesome show for you today. I have one of my fabulous friends on. It is Mayor Pro Tem of the city of West Hollywood, Seppi Shine. But before we get to Seppi, I want to continue with week three of the Lead With Your Brand New Year Challenge. And on this step, we are going to help you refine who you want to be. Now, if you've missed our previous episodes and our previous steps, just log on to leadwithyourbrand.com slash new year, where you can get all of our worksheets as we help you kick off the brand new year by refreshing your brand. Now, last week, you thought all about authentically who you are. And we asked you to come up with a whole notion of those tailwinds that propel you forward on a worksheet. Now, this week, we are going to ask you to take those authentic tailwind words that you came up with, things like organized and a great presenter and analytical and friendly, right? A team player, all of those words, we want you to take those and you are going to go through that McDonald's drive through and supersize those words. Because guess what? I know that those words are authentically you, but words like team player and confident or logical or dependable, all of those words are great words and they're authentically you, but guess what? Those are just coffee words. And remember, we don't want to be a boring commodity like coffee. We want to be a super premium brand like Starbucks. And what we know is that great brands have supersized amazing words that are authentically and uniquely you. So in this week's work, I want you to take those words and I want you to supersize them. So I'll give you an example of of some of the words that I had. I always felt like people would always say, Jason, you're such a good presenter. You're really great with the crowd. And that's why we like to book you. And that's why we've hired you for different jobs is because you're a great presenter. And I thought, well, yeah, that's awesome. I am a great presenter. And then I realized, you know, 
know what? That is just coffee language because tons and tons and tons of people are not only good presenters, they're great presenters. So I had to peel the onion to find out what is uniquely Jason about presenting? What is that secret sauce that gets me booked or gets me hired or gets me requested to be on stage? And you know what? The best way to do this is you've got to go out and ask people. So I would ask people and say to them, hey, I know that you think I'm a good presenter, but I'm working on my brand. I'm refining who I am. What is it about the way that I present that you really respond to? And people would come back and, and they would say, oh, wow, Jason, you know what? You just tell all of these stories. And when you told that story about that time in your career, when you told that story about that company and that brand, it really made me realize exactly what it was that you were trying to say. And I had that aha moment. You know what? A lot of people are good presenters, but the Jason brand of good presenting is by being a storyteller. So instead of being just a good presenter, I say, I am a storyteller. That is my supersized word. But I kept asking people and some other people would say like, oh, wow, Jason, it's like you put on a show. It's like a whole production with you. You're the person that can get on stage and wrangle a room of a thousand people to all do the same thing and get up and cheer and applaud. I mean, it's like you're a showman. It's like you can manage a three ring circus. And then I suddenly realized, yeah, you know what? That's authentic. But it's my supersized word is being a showman. So out of good presenter, which was just boring old coffee, I was able to supersize that word into two of my brand attributes, storyteller and showman. And guess what? They're both authentic. They're both truly me, but they are supersized versions of what I started with in last week's work. So make sure that you log on to leadwithyourbrand.com slash new year, and you'll be able to get your refine who you want to be supersize your brand attributes worksheet for this week. And you'll be able to get all three of our previous worksheets if you need time to catch up. Well, I am super excited about today's guest. It is Mayor Pro Tem of the City of West Hollywood, Seppi Shine. Now, Seppi made history in November 2020 when she was elected to the West Hollywood City Council. She became the first out LGBTQ plus Iranian elected anywhere globally. And locally, she became the first woman of color elected to the City of West Hollywood's City Council. Her election also ushered in West Hollywood's first female majority city council. Now, Mayor Pro Tem Seppi Shine's priorities include advocating for affordable housing, protecting renters and social service programs, social justice, small business revival, and bringing the people's voices to City Hall. I'll be back in just a few moments with the City of West Hollywood Mayor Pro Tem Seppi Shine. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. 
And we are back with one of my favorite people. I am sitting here with West Hollywood Mayor Pro Tem, Seppi Shine. Seppi, what is going on? Hi, Jason. You're one of my favorite people, too. Uh, well, you know, I just actually uh, delivered donations to the LGBT Center with Council Member John Erickson. We had a holiday party in December, and the community was so generous, and they brought a lot of donations for the Youth Center, so that was exciting. My morning started off great. Ah, well, it's always great doing work for our community. And on behalf of the Los Angeles LGBT Center, thank you for bringing in uh, new socks and underwear, which is the number one items that are needed uh, in in centers that are serving people experiencing homelessness. Absolutely. But let's jump in and 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 talk, Mayor Pro Tam. Um, when you meet people, and I know you're so active out in the community, Seppi, how do you explain to people who you are and what it is that you do? Well, you know, I, um, it's interesting because um, I don't necessarily start off saying I'm mayor pro tem. I, I let it flow. Um, but when people ask, um, I just, I say I'm the, right now I'm the mayor pro tem of the city of West Hollywood. And um, they just, especially women and their responses and queer women are just like, what? And it's, it's really, it's really great. And it's really inspiring for them. And um, I just say I um, create policies to make West Hollywood better and be of service to the people. Very cool. And I know when you were elected uh, a council person, you became part of the first all-female majority council in the city of West Hollywood. So, so tell me what that was like. Absolutely incredible. Um, it's been it's there's been a huge shift to the dynamics on the city council because we had two new council members that yeah. flipped two very long time incumbents that had served for you know a cumulative fifty five years together. The complete energy has shifted in West Hollywood. Yeah. And so I know becoming a council person and then ultimately rotating into mayor pro tem, th those are big uh, sort of career breakthroughs uh, for you. Talk to me if you look back uh, on your career, what have been some of the other big career breakthrough moments for you where you felt like, wow, you've really leveled up or you've arrived or you've you've gotten to a, a, a unique place? I think for me, really, it started back in college um, when I was uh, you know, I, I, I went to college in San Jose State in Northern California, and um, I was studying business, but I knew I wanted to go to graduate school, but wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And um, there was an experience that I had that was negative, but it really created a huge positive for me and put me on the path for the rest of my life, really. Um, my ex-girlfriend and I, uh, my girlfriend at the time, and I were sitting in a coffee shop in San Jose, holding hands, talking about what graduate schools we were thinking of wanting to go to and what to study um, after college. And it was a typically gay-friendly coffee shop. This would be mm -hmm. back in 1997. And um, next thing we knew, a, the new manager of the coffee shop and a police officer were standing above us. Police officer looks down at us and says, you two need to get up and leave. The management doesn't want your kind in this establishment. And then, what? yeah. And then he blew a kiss and winked at me and we were just mortified. 
um, given that we're both immigrants to this country, it was even scarier to have that uh, someone in that position of power say something like that to us. And we didn't have we didn't have, you know, a lot of support at that time from our family. And we didn't even know a lot of LGBTQ people. So we just had each other and we ran out of there. We were crying. Later that day, I turned to her and I said, I'm tired of feeling powerless. We need to go to law school, learn the law and stop this from happening to others. And so I dedicated my life to advocating and being of service to the LGBTQ community. And that really, I followed that uh, calling throughout every career move I've ever made is to really be of service for the greater good. Wow. So it was really in that one moment changed your whole life, the whole direction. Completely. Completely. Wow. So so talk to me about uh, your childhood. What did you want to be when you were a little kid? I know most people don't say I want to grow up to be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as a Pisces, I wanted to do a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I, I well, Actually, being a lawyer kind of was one of them. My niece and I would watch the People's Court and we we're obsessed. <laughs> And so we we would talk about having our own firm together. She also went on to become an attorney. So she does children's rights advocacy. Um, I also wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be an anthropologist. Um, I wanted to be a singer, but I have the worst voice. So I just go to karaoke (laughs) and pretend I'm a great dancer, though. so there's several different, those are the several different things that I thought about wanting to do. And you talked about being an immigrant to the U.S. So how did that maybe define, uh, you know, some of your life choices in your career and maybe even your brand? Um, everything. It was, you know, when I was born, um, two years later was the revolution in Iran uh, where the government, the monarchy was overthrown by a, Islamic regime uh, and became a theocracy. (laughs) And then a year later was the war. My dad spoke up against the Islamic regime and he was imprisoned for it for a few months. And after that, he basically got us a visa to come visit the U.S., but his plan was for us to stay. So we we that that was how we immigrated here is really as refugees And I was undocumented for the first 11 years of my life. And having that kind of mm, not being able to fully tell people, you know, because we would get deported. um, But also it helped me really understand uh, the underdog in this society. Mm -hmm. Um, Always uh, it helped me learn a much broader, deeper perspective, different perspective as a, as a little girl, as an Iranian girl at the time, we were having a lot of um, Islamophobia and phobia against Iranians who were, you know, I would be called terrorist and I I was beaten up and bullied in in, um, kindergarten. And then when I came out in high school, (laughs) it was really interesting because then it's more exposures as you know, Jason, as being a gay person and harassed again and followed around and called a dyke. And um, I just always, I feel like I've always um, been a fighter from the beginning of my life. And um, 
the way it's really shaped my brand is to be as authentic as possible. When I mm -hmm. came out, I experienced being myself for the first time. And now that things have shifted and really um, immigrants are, we're talking more about immigrants and having the conversations um, about undocumented versus documented. And I, I actually didn't start talking about my experience being undocumented until I ran for office. It's not something that I even uh, shared with anyone before, but I thought it was really important so that other folks who are immigrants could see that um, what's possible and that people in um, the U.S. could look and say, wow, look at the incredible contributions this immigrant has made. And maybe I shouldn't be so... Uh, protective. At the end of the day, every every American is an immigrant to this country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so talk to me a little bit about your brand as uh, Seppi Shine. Right? Give me three words that describe brand Seppi. Um, brand Seppi, light, as in uh, sunshine, light, illumination for the people. So people. People oriented. How about that? Yeah. And authentic. Awesome. So, so talk to me about light and sunshine and illumination. How do you, how do you show up as an elected official as, as light and sunshine and illumination? Uh, one in policy making, uh, creating policies and pushing for policies that bring equity so that more people that have not had access to power, which is a source of light and energy, finally have access um, so that more people are represented. There's more inclusivity. And the way I am on council with my colleagues, um, really sticking to facts, there's so much incivility right now and lack of civility, especially since Trump was elected. Um, I try my best to stay away from uh, negativity as much as possible. Uh, at the same time, when I need to, I stand in my strength and make sure that um, if I need to speak on something that, uh, in other words, having the boundaries for myself too. Uh, but that those are really ways, even in my campaign, it was, I had my slogan of it's our time to shine and uh, we all deserve to shine. And it was really a big part of my branding during the campaign. And I've transferred that into my policymaking. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, about running for, uh, for the council, right? What made you determine or decide that you would move from just being, you know, a great professional uh, in the community, right? Practicing law to actually like throw your hand, you know, throw your name in the ring and, and, and pound the pavement to become elect an elected official? I uh, got involved with the city. Uh, I was always, as you know, an advocate for more than 20 years. And so I was involved with human rights campaign, et cetera, et cetera, all these different nonprofits uh, to bring more equality to our community. And I was appointed to the Lesbian Gay Advisory Board by um, uh, council member John Heilman, um, who is a former council member. And I got to really learn um 
what municipal government is like. Uh, I was already a resident in West Hollywood for over 10 years, and there were some things that I didn't like that I direction that the city was going in some ways, and also a lack of really super progressive policies that I thought would be great that was lacking. Um, and then my colleagues on the board, two of them said, oh my God, it would be amazing if you would run for council. There hasn't been a queer woman on this council for 36 years um, or a woman of color ever. And so it just stuck in my head. And then we had the November, 2018 blue wave, women's wave, rainbow wave. And for the first time with the Muslim electeds that got into office, Iranian electeds, so many women and so many LGBTQ people for the rainbow wave, literally in that election, I thought, I finally see myself. Maybe this is something that I could do. And so I decided to run for office. Wow. And 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 so when you did that, you know, what was your path to success? Because running running for office is a whole different ball game, right? Yeah. Um, but especially when you're talking about a, a mu- municipal one, that's a lot of like knocking on doors and meeting people. And so, how did you how did you show up in a way that uh, that helped endear voters to actually go out to a ballot box for a city election? Um, well. I ran twice. So the first time I ran and I almost won. Um, And then I kind of just continued running for the next one that was literally (laughs) a year later. What I did was I really connected with people. I had a lot of conversation. I had a lot of prominent, you know, labor groups supported me and really went out for me because um, we connected on so many levels. And I because of being an immigrant and a woman of color and the lack of representation really in West Hollywood, there was a uh, support from the community because they understood that. And um, I, the first campaign was like campaign boot camp. It was three months. I was, I think, <laughs> I, for, I don't know. I don't remember now, but maybe 40, 50 votes away from winning in the second campaign. There was just so much excitement because those people that had not really come out for me and thought, oh, she'll be fine. Now we're really coming out. And <laughs> I upgraded my campaign, upgraded my branding and really just upgraded everything. And I had a complete policy platform that I released all of my plans. And it was all about being completely transparent and having all the conversations. Yeah. And and so what made you not throw in the towel after after the first election? Um, people, the support from the community, honestly, because it's always been about the people and being of service. And I thought if I was, if I wasn't close to winning, I would have thought, well, maybe this isn't the, the universe is like, this is not for you. But the fact that I was so close, the fact that there was still so much excitement, um, I just continued. And the second campaign, it was even, it's this different set of people that I was going up against. The first campaign, it was three council members, and then it was the the other two. Um, and it just continued going and got, actually, I won by a landslide. I got more votes than anyone in the history of West Hollywood. I was wow. way ahead of the second, my uh, council member, John Erickson, whom I adore. Um, so I made a lot of history and it was all meant to happen that way. Yeah. And what's been the toughest part about being a council member? 
Um, the job itself is absolutely incredible. Staff is wonderful. Uh, when we've, I've passed almost 40 items in one year, um, almost all my policy plans. I'm like, okay, now I got to come up with the whole set for the next <laughs> remaining three years, which is fine. Um, the toughest part is there's people that have been in places of power that feel like equity means they're losing that power rather than understanding that it's about sharing power and that power yeah. is not a limited thing and you don't have to compete for everything. And um, they have had a lot of anger when it has come to some of my policies because they don't believe that um, it's the right time in quotation marks for workers to have rights, for workers to have better wages, um, for in some instances, um, some I've been, there's been anger accusations. And I think the part of it that is the most difficult is when people go online and say horrible things. And those same people that could pick up the phone and talk to me and they, it's, it's, it's nasty that that part of it i think is is the part that um is difficult but for every nasty person or all the hate there's also five other people that are so happy so i try to really focus on that and when i can have the conversations i love to talk to constituents especially the ones that may not agree with me um but it's it's difficult to talk to people who are um so filled with hate too. So, and how do you, how do you manage sort of that online social media world? What advice do you have for other people that are kind of trying to navigate that space? Um, I would say, keep things positive, share everything you've done, all the good that you've done. There is definitely sexism, racism, even I've even experienced homophobia against me in our own community. Um, and my biggest advice is ignore it. Ignore the hate. Ignore the hate. And if there's facts that are just completely wrong, address it, but not directly. Just, you know, you could always do fact checks and say, actually, this is the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, Seppi, you told me that uh, you upgraded your brand when you ran the second time. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that. What did what do you mean by you upgraded your brand? Oh, everything. My logo got completely upgraded. It went from it was good, but it really became great. I hired someone. And I I told him I said I want because I'm for the people. I want like a superhero brand. Yeah. You know, that people look at it and they're like, yes, because that's, you know, uh, what I wanted. And um, my website, uh, the fact that I came up with policy plans, we really focused more on policy. My first my first campaign was I'm the first this I'm first woman of color, first lesbian, this, this, this. This time I was like, everybody already knows that they got that there's a lack of representation, which um, was is important. But let's talk about what plans I have for everyone, for, for yeah. the majority of the voters. And so we focused on that. I had done a lot more networking and gained a lot more support from uh, people in Democratic clubs by then. Uh, I just because I just had more time 
and I got a lot more endorsements. Um, digital, we did, we, digital was a huge part of my first campaign and it was still a huge part of the second. Um, so I upgraded that, put more money into that uh, part and did more mailers and um, all of all of the above, everything. Yeah. And and how, I'm assuming you went and knocked on people's doors or went and talked to constituents out on the street, right? Well, the first campaign, yes. The second one, we were literally, um, I started campaigning in November 20, for the second campaign that I won, November 2020. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> um I'm sorry. I, I meant November 2019 is when I announced for the second one. And then the pandemic happened. November 2020 was my election. So we had to shift everything. It, it wasn't safe to go door knock. I actually didn't door knock. The only thing I did on the field was I had volunteers show up one day and we did door hanging. And I got to tell you, we had 27 volunteers show up that day. It was amazing. It wow. was incredible. And we covered most of West Hollywood. Yeah. And so talk to me about running a campaign during COVID. You know, how did you, you know, so much of politics is about, you know, shaking hands and and, and meeting people. So how did you show up as your authentic self? How did you really, how were you able to make those connections when it was just kind of via text or via phone or on Zoom and those types of things? Lots of long conversations with voters. Um, and also, I utilized all the strengths that I had. In other words, all those people who supported me previously, I asked them to talk to all their neighbors. And if their neighbors had questions, give me a call. Um, for fundraising, that's a huge part of a campaign. Yeah. What I did is instead of thinking, oh, no, because in person, it's easier to fundraise, actually, because you're in person is dynamic. You could talk to people. Yeah. People feel um, uh, ashamed to leave without donating to your little <laughs> donation table at the end. It's pretty bad. But on a Zoom, it's kind of like, well, they can just log off and it, it, there isn't that feeling. So um, for our fundraisers, what I did is I had my team do a you know, if we, we, we've already made $4,500 just from ticket sales, if you double your donation now and put it in the chat box, so kind of creating that buzz and that helped to bring in more donations. I also reached across the world to get people to uh, co-host for me. So I had a lot of celebrities that got involved with my campaign because they were all locked down. And they're like, okay, sure. You know, the, <laughs> the actress from the L word generation Q, the Iranian actress, I reached out to her. I said, can you help uh, me fundraise? And she was like, sure. I'm here in New York, but it's easy to just get on a zoom. Yeah. Um, so I, rather than, I just, I always think, how can I be positive? How can I focus on the positive? What's the solution rather than thinking, oh, no, and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't let that stop me. Yeah. So, Seppi, a couple of fun uh, questions for you. Um, we've been talking about your brand. What is your favorite brand or what brand are you obsessed with as a, as a pure consumer? Oh my goodness. Uh, Netflix. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love Netflix. Um, I don't love their, what happened with the um, trans community recently. And I, I spoke up against it at a rally, but I think they're, they're coming to the table. 
And so talk to me about Netflix. Why, why do you love Netflix? And, and how did you reconcile them as an organization doing something that didn't jive with your personal values? Uh, what I love about Netflix is um, cable was so expensive for so many people. And they lots of people just didn't have access to it. And Netflix and other streaming platforms have given... Um, access to people to be able to have incredible entertainment by paying a low subscription, which is great. Um, I also think that they have some incredible shows and it's a wonderful form of entertainment. Um, how I reconciled, I, um, my friend Ashley Marie Preston asked me to go to a rally and speak in support of the trans community and the trans employees um, right outside of Netflix. And I went and spoke um, and stood with the community. Yeah. And Seppi, for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with the entire situation, give us a little background on that. Yeah. So Netflix uh, ha- uh, sponsored and paid a lot of money to a comedian named Dave Chappelle, who um, had a comedy special and he used a lot he was transphobic and he was actually um uh, misogynist and uh, even anti-lesbian stuff in his and anti-anti-semitic jokes too in in that one comedy special and uh the trans community really rose up and supporters of the trans community against it and it it became this whole i'm gonna you know, comedy, it's comedy. What, what's wrong with uh, saying these things versus no, we have to put some boundaries. And quite frankly, as entertainment has evolved, we've understood that we've come to a place and we've understood that it's not okay to portray Middle Easterners as uh, terrorists or um, Asian people in the ways, the gross ways that they were portrayed back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's there's certain things that we as a society have come to understand, but there's still a lot of work to do. And I think with comedy, you could be totally funny, but I, I feel that unless you are in a community, then you shouldn't be making people laugh at the expense of another community. Yeah. What's another brand that you, that you're obsessed with or that you love as a consumer? I'm very tech savvy. So I love my um, Google mini because I get to control the lights. Um, Ask, Hey Google, what's the weather like today? And get my (laughs) news if I want to. And um, right now I'm West Hollywood. Degrees in oh, uh, <laughs> she's answering <laughs> she's answering actually right now um so uh, i love anything that has a lot of technology i had the amazon alexa but she had a lot of attitudes so we had to evict her from the house <laughs> <laughs> now seppi if you were a type of car what type of car would you be my car a honda element Ooh, and and why would you be a Honda Element? I'm down to earth, um, have a lot of room for love, uh, <laughs> pet friendly, very pet friendly, 
strong um, and I will last many, many, many years and not give up easily. <laughs> Very cool. And finally, Seppi, uh, what's the best career advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners? Follow your joy, follow your purpose, and don't let anything stop you. Because when you follow joy and move in your purpose, everything is possible. Wow. Well, Mayor Pro Tem Seppi Shine, thank you so much for following your joy and spreading joy today on the show. It was great talking to you. So wonderful speaking to you, too. Thanks for having me, Jason. Of course. And we'll be back in a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, I just loved our conversation with Mayor Pro Tem Seppi Shine. She had so much sunshine, so much energy that we could really just feel her brand exuding. But you know what really stuck with me was her story about discrimination and being kicked out of that restaurant up in Northern California because it really hit for me how important it is for us all to base our brand on a mission. What is your life's mission? Because she said in that moment of discrimination and embarrassment and being kicked out of an establishment, not only by the manager, but by a cop as well, that she was going to advocate for the people. She was going to make for a just and better world. And throughout her career, whether it was as a lawyer or as an elected official, she has come through with that promise. So think for yourself, what is that specific mission you are on? What is that moment or what are those moments in your life that have shaped who you are, that shape the why you show up and do things? Well, I hope you liked today's show. And if you loved the conversation, make sure that you hit follow on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. You'll get a brand new show every single Tuesday. And make sure that you are following the Lead With Your Brand New Year Challenge, where we are helping you show up and make sure that you reach your next career breakthrough in 2022. Log on to leadwithyourbrand.com slash new year, where you can get this week's as well as the past three weeks worth of worksheets to help you build your brand. And remember, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are a super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.